0: from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com.
1: Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We have been dealing with the topic of doubt and deconstruction. We've spent the last couple days really focused on the deconstruction part. And um, we are moving on from that and now starting the process of dealing with doubt from a biblical perspective. In the Bible, we know that faith is trust. Um, Hebrews 11, one says, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So faith and trust are the same category. And in my growing up, I would have I would have learned that the opposite of faith is doubt. What would you guys say to the younger me? Ooh, that would make a good good song. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: Os Guinness uh, wrote a book on on doubt and uh, he explains how doubt is that is it's the sen- it's the suspension of things in between unbelief and belief. You know there is you know it's not full unbelief it is and it's not full belief. It's that sus- spot that occupies the in between right there that m- mental gray area you might say.
2: Maybe one as I think of it one one way that maybe illustrate to illustrate it is a a story of. When i was growing up my my one of my older sisters played soccer
1: wait a minute i just want to note oh you would respond to the younger me with a younger you i would yes okay good i like where yes. this is this is like a dream inside a dream i know
2: everybody spin your little top to yeah, make sure yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah. Right. um so the uh i need to pay attention to our games and i played with a friend with their soccer ball we just kicked it around and i kicked it too high and it went up on this uh, snack bar that then rolled down and got stopped on this beam that was over it. And, you know, my friend wasn't able to get up there and I couldn't get up there. And so we got our dads. And so since I kicked it over and I was a bigger kid at this time, I wasn't a small boy since I was one that kicked it over there. And my dad said, well, we need to go get it. And and so I was like, well, I can't, I've tried getting up there. I can't get it. And it's like, well, you need to stay on my shoulders. Now, I was a bigger kid at that time and I still believed in my dad. I I love my dad dearly and my dad was I mean he's still in many ways a strong man but at that moment I had serious doubts of whether or not I could actually stand on my dad's shoulders and get that ball but in the end of the day we did. I got the ball and all was good. So just because you have a doubt about something doesn't mean that you are Again, rejecting God. We can have doubts. It's all in how we deal with those doubts.
0: I think uh, you had pointed out uh, something that this Os Guinness said. You know, it's it's like the Chinese say that they have a phrase of having a foot in two boats. You're in between. You know, getting in one or getting out of one. You're in in that in between state. And I think people who have doubts. You know sometimes they regard that as unbelief, and I think that's why we have mercy toward them it's it's not unbelief everybody has that, but what you're seeking for is a good answer to that doubt and this is the, this is the important thing that the Bible will help you with
1: I've heard it said that doubt is part of the journey, but if it becomes the destination, it turns into unbelief mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there might be questions along the way, but if it becomes that you conclude that you not just question but reject, you're no longer on the journey of doubt, you're at the destination of unbelief. Well,
0: th- this goes back to um, you know, what we said last week. You know, G. K. Chesterton made that comment that you know the, the purpose of an open mind is to close it on something solid. And uh, your doubt might be that open mind, but there is something solid that you can close it on. Yeah, I think d- doubt is a wrestling
3: with your faith where unbelief is a rejection of faith. And mm-hmm. Paul describes that, that re- the rejection of faith and a good conscience as people who shipwreck their faith, and w- which is, leads to unbelief or mm-hmm. rejection.
1: Maybe this is not going to be helpful, but I'm gonna I'm gonna walk down this road, and if I get in trouble, is this the younger you. This is not. This is oh, okay. now me, the bigger me. Welcome <laughs> back. I'm back. Um, and if I get in trouble, I'm just so thankful you. that there are three <laughs> of you around the table that can save me from this this route I'm taking. Um, but we all belong to confessional churches, mm-hmm. and there will be people that come into the church that might have some questions about some of the things within our confessions and what i tell them and i think i can speak for you guys because i think it's probably what you tell them is it's okay to wrestle with some of our beliefs some of the things that are in our confessions and to be asking questions and and trying to figure out whether you believe it or don't believe it, whether you could submit to that or not submit to it. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're just asking those questions and trying to figure things out, great. Mm -hmm. But if you have come in, read the confessions, and you really look at one of them or two of them or whatever and say, absolutely not there's no way I'll ever believe that, then at that point, we as a church would say, well, probably it would be good to find another body of believers that you you can't agree with. Because they've moved from questioning to a certainty. Mm -hmm. And I look at it the same way with dealing with doubts in the faith – we're saying, no, along the way there might be some questions that you have, and that that process of trying to figure things out, nothing, it's healthy. But if you come to the point of saying, no, it's not true, well, now we're in a different category.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I do think that there is a, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I, you know, even for those people that might not have a form Full and firm grasp, but what you have in our confessions and that I do think that you know the the ability to sit and listen and begin to you know, wrestle with that is an important thing wherever whatever state you're you're in. I think that what we communicate with people is you know I may not give you the best answer, <laughs> I may not give you the fullest answer, but there is an answer there is an answer to these doubts and because you're not the first one that's asked this question and uh, you know i will i will be alongside you on that that journey to help you i may learn <coughs> some things that i didn't uh, had you know i there are questions people come to me with that i've never questioned in my life you know they just the, you know because i've taken it on the authority of god's word and i've never had to wrestle with the same question you do and so by taking it on the authority of God's word, God said it, I'm going to believe it. Because in every other area of my life where God has said something, I better believe that. You know, I, I don't have the ability. I'm not smarter than God. You know?
2: I think you made a, a really good point there of the loneliness that some people can think when they have these doubts or these questions. And the idea that these questions aren't new. You know, the the doubts or the questions that you may be having or struggling with, the church has dealt with those in some way. We're not the first ones to have those questions in the past 2,000 plus years. So there's, I think, some comfort in that in knowing and encourage anyone having those doubts to acknowledge that you're not alone and there is, in fact, an answer.
1: So in the past couple days, we've talked about some of the causes that can result in doubt. So we're going to start with some of the those again and just work through those. I think it's just important to to just get to the source of wh- what what is fundamentally at the at the core of of this. And some of the, what I'm bringing here is from a DA Carson book um, called Scandalous. And so much of this is his list, some of it is is me. But the first in this list is just ignorance. And sometimes we just question things that we don't understand. If you think back to to being a kid, think of Ryan's example with his his doubting of his dad. At the end of the day, Ryan didn't really know the strength of his dad. Mm -hmm. That's a doubt of ignorance.
3: Mm -hmm. I think also... Too. it can be what we don't know but also if we've had a, a sheltered or soft Christian experience that first time we experience trial or difficulty uh, like James says consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance a season of doubt can be triggered by that that testing of your faith it's a mm-hmm. season of struggle and,
0: and it can be in in that season of doubt there can be a deepening of your faith yeah, it can be because because it leads to a strengthening of it mm-hmm uh the second
1: one is just moral choices that we make or want to make. Um Jonathan mentioned this the other day that people will want to question their faith because their faith is seen as being restrictive. I think yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: it's it's the kind of thing you know, you see it in maybe a, a young person where you know the Bible's told you not to be unequally yoked, but you really like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Man or that girl, and that that causes you to say, "Well, this is a I don't want to I don't want to believe this anymore." Yeah, uh, it's a mm-hmm. the, you're making your you're, you you want to make moral decisions without having a moral authority. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. some of this is too is just the the devices of
3: the enemy and, and Satan. Did God really say, mm-hmm. or outright denial? God's not really mm-hmm. good, so. You know, is being unequally yoked really that bad? Let me mm. test and see. Let me yeah. let me doubt that truth yeah. or that statement. By I, I, may I, be, I might be yeah. able to win them to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just be do be clear: fornication does not lead to regeneration. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. it's always good to be clear about that. Yeah, I'm Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the third one we've talked about too: the process of maturing. Um, there comes a point in, in life where we are becoming adults. And part of that process of maturation is owning beliefs. We're all taught beliefs when we're young. And there comes a point where we move from being a passive recipient to an active owner. Mm-hmm. And that's natural. I mean, that <laughs> if that doesn't happen, then you haven't actually fully matured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're 40 and you're still saying... Well, my dad said, or my mom said, uh, might have to to go back and say, when did that ever become your own belief? Right. Yeah. Um, the fourth is that it results from a thousand little
3: choices. Yeah, that's when you know faith dies—the death of a thousand cuts. Just these little places where you've not been obedient or, or followed what the bible clearly teaches and so it's just tiny little steps
2: Mm -hmm. whether that's i don't have enough time maybe to pray today or i don't have enough time maybe to read my the word today or oh last night we're up late i I just don't feel like going to worship today is one week's okay you know just those little steps
1: i know god wants me to take take a day of rest but there's too much to do i'm gonna neglect that yeah. Well, we'll continue this list tomorrow. We appreciate you listening, and we will see you next time.